Just trying to find Bogey before we start this, all right? Of course. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. it's like you played it for her. Why don't you play it for me or no, something, that's, Sammy? That's, that's a little too Travolta. Hey, know. Sam, what's up? Why won't you play the song for me? No, 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 no. That's not. It's I'm not, your it's... employer. You gotta no, play yeah. the song for me if you can. You're play going for in the wrong direction. You gotta go back, Edward G, a little bit. Now, see, now tone that down just a tiny bit. Add in like five percent Travolta. Nope, that's Jimmy Stewart. Get that out of there. Why don't you play the song for me, Sab? Nope, slide the Stewart level all the way down to zero. Don't you recognize me, Sab? We're doing create a player on video game. Take that all the way out. Get that Jimmy Stewart out of there. Sab, play the song for me. You play it for her, you son of a bitch. You can play it for me. Take down the Stewart, bring in a little Cary Grant. Uh, play the song for me, y'all poop. No, that's that's Catherine Hepburn. Oh. Take that one out, oh. too. Add in a little Henry Fonda. Uh, I'll kick your ass if you don't play the song for me. Yeah, still a little Jimmy Stewart in there, too. John Wayne-ish. Yeah, give me a John Wayne. Remember Wayne's. the song when the movie when John Wayne did the Swedish accent? Oh, yeah, of course. Why don't you play the song for me again? All right. Pilgrim. All right, just do it. Do it. Uh, do it in uh, regular Bill voice. But, right. like, pretend like Bill is like like your, um, like, uh, like a man, you know? All right. All right, hit the record button. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Hey, you played the song for her. Why don't you play that song for me? Okay, Mr. Rick. <laughs> That's not the song from Casablanca. No, play the theme song I meant. Casablanca. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. We're that, back. Was, that was effective theater of the mind we just pulled off. No rehearsals. People think there were rehearsals, but there were oh. none. Mm-mm. We've barely even met before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We uh, we we do this all voluntarily. No, we're not the getting kids. paid at all. We do it for the kids. A lot of these podcasts you listen to, Bill, I don't trust Don't them. do you it for why? the kids. They don't do it for them. No. They're doing it for their patrons, and yeah. it's like, ugh, oh, fucking give snobs. us $5 a month, and we'll do, we'll Fuck try. That. Here's the balcony promise. We'll never ask you for money, because... I don't promise that. We, <laughs> we, we, I we, refuse we, to promise that. I mean, we've asked a, I a still got my times. one big GoFundMe that I'm waiting on, and I'm not oh. going to promise not to ask for money now. Well, dude, I'm just waiting for your third lung to finally kick in, and we can get you that transplant. Dude, why can't you grow a third lung? That'd be swell. Dude, you know what, what about... we should focus on is growing teeth. Why yeah. can't you just grow huh? back teeth? Yeah. Yeah, what? No, I think you can. No, Isn't baby that... teeth grow it. Oh. Yeah. But I mean after that. You lose a tooth, boom. We put yeah, a tooth, no. tooth stone give in you your a mouth. Fake one. Mm. And you got to drink a, you know, you drink a concoction for like a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah? And it grows a tooth in your mouth. Boom, I'm, I'm... new tooth. I haven't been to the dentist uh, since pre-pandemic. Gross, dude. Get the uh, fuck out. They're 
they're fucking dogging me because I forgot to show up one time and they're going to charge me $25. Uh, I'm not, I ain't playing that, that shit. Did you, te- did you ha- that have shit. your wife tell them you died of COVID? I should have. Get out of that $25 fee. Um, and then show up as your twin brother. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's me. I am Michael Sean Sullivan. I'm Don Sullivan. Um, D-E-A-N, of Did course. Did we even introduce us? I think I just introduced you. Oh, yeah, no, it's me, Sean Sullivan, and that's Bill McMorrow. No, it's me, Detective Andy Sipowitz. Oh. NYPD Blue Division. Oh, I'm sorry. New York uh, Police Department Blue Division. Dennis Franz showed up. Who? Good Paul. He played Detective Sipowitz on No, NYPD I'm talking Blue. about the actual Detective Andy. Andy oh, Jay I did Sipowitz. not realize that. Yeah, he died in 9 11. Story. He did? Yeah, going into the South Tower, apparently. Was he flying the plane? No, he went in to try to arrest the guy that was flying. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if late. this is true. Yeah, this no. This is just a little historical riff. I will say this. Is this coming I, out on 9-11? I think it might be. No, 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 no. I'm a little, I, you know, we can be critical of law enforcement, but I've never thought a cop was dumb enough to try to go into the World Trade Center to arrest the hijackers. I knew that that was not something that they did. They never really got specific about why they went in there. Uh, probably it helped the people get out, I would imagine. All right, All right. But, so I'm uh, wrong I, again. Looking I just... like History's Idiot once more. <laughs> we should start a new podcast called <laughs> History's Idiot where you explain historical events to people and then they just go, that's this doesn't not, jive. That's not, this isn't no. adding up. No. Yeah, well, you read the textbook and they don't tell you anything. Henry the VIII did not behead Anne Hathaway. That did not Did happen. you know that Henry the Eighth was actually the ninth? What? Yeah, he got rid of the sixth. And became the seventh. Oh hell yeah! He should have been Henry the eight, nine, because seven eight nine. Damn it! <laughs> hey, why was, hey, why was Henry the eighth afraid of Henry the ninth? Henry because the seventh. Because COVID nineteen. Henry the eighth. Henry the ninth. Nope. Because work. of COVID nineteen. He was very afraid. And uh, his and his anti-mask belief. Oh, geez, Do you think Henry get... the eighth would have been an anti-vaxxer? What did he do? Who was that fellow? Remind me. I think he would be pro-vac, more pro-vac. He's the one that broke away from the uh, Catholic Church. Oh, the good Church for England. him. He was like, fuck these losers. Because they wouldn't let him get a divorce. Because he he's the one that famously... That's, uh, the, that's the Chucky Lawton film, right? Of course, yes. The very same. Hell yeah. Where he would divorce or annul or murder his wives to get a new wife. That's Got fun. What the fuck? <laughs> and who doesn't? To be honest with you, it feels really good, I'm told. Someday. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, it's Cannot gross. wait. You think <laughs> take your, gonna <laughs> take your clothes off and whatever? Oh, in front oh. of people? No, no thanks. No, no, we, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I'm not going to. I got road. nothing. We do a clean program over here at the, at the, in the balcony. Yeah. Billy, you having a nice week? How you doing? How sure, is Sean, let me tell you a thing or two about a thing or two. We're back Every- to uh, the the video recording. Yeah, what happened? We got sick of each other already. No, I did that. You're just I did too a, busy. You're. A busy I did a show fellow. Sunday night at 10 p.m. and I didn't get home till 1 a.m. and I was a sleepy Look at boy. You staying up late. And I did not want to work yesterday because it was Labor Day and we honor our our dead brothers, our fallen union members. Is that the coal is miners and the kids fallen? in the coal mines? Because oh, I was mostly celebrating myself. I mean, I I think the ones you should celebrate are the ones that died for it, but 
We had uh, we celebrated Labor Day the, the people way we that do every year. Weekend, Sean, closing you know the pool saying. in front of my kids who were crying because they can't oh, go. That's the pool. a fun time. So fuck you guys. No more pool. Bye. <laughs> and also take it away your unemployment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know how you guys have been collecting since uh, first grade? No more. You're back off the dole. First day Sons of school of today. Dressed oh, up did they shot. go back today? Dressed up shot. Oh, they looked nice. Bus finally came 25 minutes late. And oh, we were told do you want to file a formal complaint? Well, we were told we can no longer uh, um, just uh, have the bus stop in front of our house where it's never been. Um, they told us... Uh, we got to go to the official bus stop this year. So did you just, were you just at the wrong place? And that's why no, I went late. We used to go to my neighbor's driveway. And then, and then, on and the then other your side, neighbors called the police and said, no, no, no. these people Listen, are in my no, driveway. You're, you're, you're jumping to conclusions and that's wrong. The house on the other side, their son also goes to the school. So we would all meet in the middle, three houses. We'd split the difference, go to the middle. And then that's how we'd get on the bus. And that was how it was for years and years. And then a new bus driver this year is like, fuck that. Follow the rules. I can't be making 18,000 stops, which I get. I understand. No, no, you can. All the other buses make 18,000 stops. I'm totally fine. If it means that the bus picks them up in some kind of reasonable time frame, I'm happily willing to drive down to the corner. Why don't you just drive them to school then? Because then I won't get home till 9.15. And, uh. How you far know, away is the school from your house? Uh, it's probably a ten minute drive, but it's right. it's Bill, I got But you can drive you drive really irresponsibly though. So irresponsible. I could cut a couple I could cut three, four minutes off that drive if I'm if I'm really daring. The problem is once you get in the fucking school drop buses. off line. No, you gotta get the drop off line. People fucking start lining up to drop their kids off at eight fifteen. School they don't they won't let you get out of your car till eight fifty five. These people are lined up at eight fifteen. Unbelievable. Like, How desperate are you, are you to bon get rid of Jovi tickets? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. They keep giving us Bon Jovi tickets, and I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here, here to, to drop, drop my the kids, kids off. off. I don't want to see Bon Jovi. Oh, do you want to go on the Bon Jovi cruise? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's always specifically cruise tickets. Um, yeah, all you got to do is listen to this. I got I got a, a, just a presentation about timeshares. Yeah. No pressure. And no you gotta obligation. Work. Three weekends it, a year in the soup kitchen in Philadelphia. Right. You, all you got to do is is buy a timeshare and sign up for the Air National Guard. And you promise to grow your hair out. Two weekends a month. That's all it is. What a commitment. Who's got you got that time to serve your country? Promise to never let the rock die. You have to do that now. Okay, you must keep Dwayne Johnson alive. <laughs> I'm actually now. You're so quick with your humor, Sean. Dude, I'm so officially. I'm officially. Goddamn Jane, Dwayne Johnson's. I'm his fucking uh, cousin. His organ bag. Like if you, I, are you the same blood type as Dwayne Rock Johnson? You in say. order in order to pay off five thousand dollars in credit card debt, Discover sold my body to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You got to read oh, the small print, he guys. Must have been disappointed when he saw yeah. the transaction. Yup. Dude, that dude has that. that guy has kidney failure. He's got to come to me <laughs> to get a kidney. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not taking care of these bad boys. I don't even Imagine know what they do. Imagine just how awkward you'd feel lying in the bed next to him with the transfusion going like, dude. If I had known, I would have taken better care of myself. It I actually, had no idea. I give him blood. I actually get healthier somehow. <laughs> I, well, yeah, because you're losing your bad blood. Because his white blood cells just go like, fuck this shit. And they march through the tubes back into my body. 
Hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you're listening, give us a call and let us give know us what your call. blood What's type your is. What's your favorite New England film? We'll have you on the podcast. Oh, can we have him over for Boo England? Oh, you want to come over and watch The Exorcist? Filming. He's got to be filming something. The guy's Dwayne The Rock working. Johnson, give us a call. Come over and watch The Exorcist in my backyard we'll see you. if you're not busy. If you smell... What Bill's going to be cooking yeah, for the movie. Yeah, it'll be something in the crock pot. It'll be fun. Yeah, we do. I could even tailor it to your specific dietary needs if you would yep. like. Yeah, if you need fish every 15 minutes, no, we we'll can a, provide. We'll do a nice little, uh, we'll do a uh, black bean and poblano flautas or something. We'll do a nice little healthy meal. He's going to, I mean, he, he. if you invite him over for a potluck, he's got to be bringing all the food because he's got such extreme dietary restrictions, right? Yeah. Well, I, also, he could probably... He can afford he can swing it. it. Yeah, he, he could, could probably, probably afford, afford it. it. The fuck? What I go, Wait a minute. I gave up $500,000, and now I have to pay for Jay-Z's dinner, too? That's bullshit. If The Rock went into your bath, like, if The Rock came to your house, used your bathroom, do you think he would know what to do? What do you mean? You think he's never seen a bidet? He's just like, I just, I wonder what the, when the last time he was in a middle-class bathroom was. What the fuck is that supposed to mean, dude? Why wouldn't you I'm say, sorry, come over to your house? Bathroom. What, do you got an upper-class bathroom at your house? No, but... Uh, oh, the light turns on. <laughs> yeah. That is a little classy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I come over to your bathroom sometimes, and I'm using my phone, so I don't really know. I'm always like, did you try the bidet yet, Sean? And you're like, no, but I know. The, yeah. the hidden camera tells me. I've not used the I bidet. Know. And also, it's not hidden. It's right on the windowsill. Yeah. No, but the pod where I'm standing behind it looking at you is oh. hidden. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Hey, guys, words are fun when you throw them in different <laughs> we... combinations and <laughs> say them. Uh, words are weird, aren't they, folks? Uh, this is Two words. Boys in a Balcony. We watch the best picture winners in a row. This is a like big fucking, one. Fucking like anybody... Like, there's a reason for it. I don't even get it. Like, there's a reason for what? This. No, yeah, no, this is totally voluntary. We do this on our own. This, this is, is not court mandated. Sometimes this is the highlight of our week. Okay? It's not this, like it's a not judge great. is making us do this in no. order to pay our debt to society. <laughs> Satisfied parole. Yeah. You have to look for a job. You have, have to tell to your neighbors that you clean, have a podcast. And you have to record upwards of 90 minutes every yeah. week about imagine, bullshit no one cares about. Imagine if you had to go door to door in your neighborhood and tell everybody you had a podcast. Oh, my God. I'd rather by tell them. Court I'd rather, order. I would rather tell them I'm a comedian. Yeah. That would be less. Uh, the judge said I have to come and tell you that I'm a comedian. I have an album. I have uh, an song album and Dance Man available. I, I entertain crowds all over New England. All over New England, Sean. Can you name six of the seven states? And also, I have a podcast. Get the fuck off my property. (laughs) Can I name six of the seven New England states? Yeah, of course. Delaware, Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Arkansas, and Hawaii. Forgot Nova Scotia, idiot. Oh, yeah. Queen Anne Island. French Canada. Montreal. Niagara Falls. All of these riffs are going in the in the into the uh, Smithsonian into Library the episodes. Yeah, I'm not editing them. Every out. single riff that we're doing right now is going. Do you make know? It. In the early days of this podcast, uh, maybe the first five episodes, I went through and I was taking out gaps in That's silences. That's insane, dude. I was like, we're going to really take off, and then when we very clearly weren't going, <laughs> we weren't to, going I to. We're like, I guess we could just leave it unedited. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll do. stop editing out the funny stuff for the Patreon. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going to put all the jokes behind a paywall. That'll get the people in. We'll tease them with the dry Not enough paywalls, I say. We need no, more no, paywalls. No. What if you put a, whoa, 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 hear me out. What if we put a paywall behind a paywall? That's what I just said, more paywalls. Yeah. But, like, what if we, instead of signing up for Patreon, what if we put, like, another layer? Like, you have to sign up for a thing to sign up for a thing. Well, you have to sign up for the internet. Damn, in dude, it to... is. Fuck, there is our, yeah, the whole oh, the whole goddamn world's a paywall. And you have to have a vaccine, apparently, to get the internet now. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, they'll give the that same. to anybody. That you need, I wish, uh, dude. Vaccine, you have to get vaccinated in order to uh, buy an Xbox now. I've been doing. Uh, I've been back doing shows in uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, where they have put an indoor mask mandate back into effect. They got it back in effect. They got it back in effect, and as long as you are holding a drink, you do not have to wear your mask. So we were we were in the uh, the far side, the safe side of the. That space. seems wildly safe. We were we were we were genuinely isolated. I was with people who only people who are vaccinated who I trust, and. Uh, and I handed one of the comedians who had a mask on an empty uh, beer bottle that was just like on a table. And yeah. I like, hold this so you can take your mask off so we can have a conversation. Or let's go outside. And then we went outside. Yep. I'm flo- I'm Dude, I'm fucking flop. I got all you get the around it. You get around the ways. Dude, I'm getting COVID. You can't stop me from getting it. Vaccine be damned. I'm getting this. I'm going to be one of the breakthroughs. You know, I'm hoping you do. I've been <gasps> praying. Jesus Christ. Don't say that. Love it. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's really more it's really more just to get back at the rock. But Yeah, dude. Fuck your kidneys, Dwayne. Um Yeah, here you are. With all due respect, obviously. I don't I don't wish any damage to the man's kidneys. That's insane. Uh yeah. All right. Enough bullshit. All right, see you later. We got lives to do. We gotta we gotta get through this shit. Oh yeah, all right. Let's do it. 1975. Uh, nope. Uh, we in 43, right? 44, baby. 44 already. That We're honoring right. the films of 1943, however. All right. All right. That's how you tricked me. March 2nd, 1944. The Grauman's Chinese Theater. Oh, back there. We're at the Chinese Theater. Jack Benny. Serving as the you MC. You see Superman out front. You see Spider-Man. You see the Incredible Hulk. You see Fred Flintstone. You see Yogi Bear. I don't think... Oh, it's Doc Brown and Marty McFly. I don't think Yogi Bear is there. I guarantee Yogi Bear is there. I don't... Th- I, I I'll truly put believe... money on it that if we flew there right now and we got there within 48 hours, we'd run into someone dressed as Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear... I mean, we certainly would see someone completely naked except for a necktie. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. What classic Yogi Bear. Obviously, he has a hat on, too. <laughs> uh, hat. Hat on. Not got, hat on. I got Yogi Bear Chinese Theater into the old Google image search. Oh, this is not going to come back good. No, I'm not seeing anybody in a Yogi Bear costume. Uh, do you know what? That, what? Look up Yogi Bear uh, Chinese Theater on Urban Dictionary. Urban. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. Dictionary. Oh, okay. Oh, no, gotta... look up. I'm sorry. I was talking about Yogi Berra, the baseball oh, player. Yeah, he's probably just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Jack Benny, uh, your wallet or your life. Oh, what a riff I'm just thinking. happened. 
Can we just have a second to appreciate the riff? Ah, dude, I loved it. Yogi Berra. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. That's just that's just classic confusion. It's a case of he said, she said. I said, we said. Uh, this is uh, the last year, baby, of the ten nominations. Next year, we go down to five, and thank, oh, thank fucking Christ. Fucking Christ. Jinx, holy dude. Holy, I was, dude. It's insane how, how tedious it becomes. You know, it was one thing, like, I felt like in the 30s, it was like we were seeing a lot of movies, and I was excited to watch them. The last couple of weeks, it's been like, I don't want to watch any of this shit. And I'm sure they're all good, but it's wartime. It's weird. I mean, I like the fact that a lot of them are World War II based at this point. Yeah. But it seems like in the last couple of years, they've all been two plus hours pretty much. Dude, we're getting, dude that's that Gone with the Wind effect, that, man. Uh, Song of Bernadette this week is like two hours, 40 minutes or something. <sighs> I mean, Casablanca, dude, fucking God bless its smutty heart. 109 minutes or something like that. Great movie. Tight, dude. The shit was tight. Uh, 102 minutes, even tighter. Uh, I think I got four of them this week. I'm at three. Um, I think, yeah. Wait, you know what? Fuck it. Well, Let's go through it. Half. Maybe I got, four and a half. Or I don't really have. I don't have any of them tidbits I usually have. Oh, uh, let's make them up as we go along, Sean. It says it says here for the first time supporting actors and actresses took home full size statuettes instead of oh, smaller that must size have been awards. Exciting for them. Mountain Fi- probably plaque. fucking probably got some uh, a smile from mom and dad. Yep, coming oh. home with a fucking full size trophy instead of that piece of shit one they kept coming home with. Uh, Why don't who- you become a fucking main actor instead of this supporting shit? Yeah, dude, idiot. Step it up. Step it up. Step Why don't it up, you murder Walter clock Brennan. Gable? And then you can be the the man. Yeah, murder clock Gable. Ha, ha, ha. I'm Gary Grant. I will murder clock Gable. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls is the third film to receive nominations in all four That's a Metallica song. You know that? For Whom the Bell Tolls. Time marches on. Uh, and this is the last year with ten nominees. And the Oxbow incident is, as of 2021... The last film to be nominated for Best Picture and no other categories. Oh, really? Yep. It just got the it one ju- nomination. It just got nominated because it's a beautiful 75 minutes. Dude. Oh, my God. Dude, there's episodes Holy of Dexter moly. that are longer than that. <laughs> Dexter. And the nominees for the 16th Academy Awards. For Whom the Bell Tolls, directed by Sam Wood. Sam Wood, if he could. Spain in the 1930s is the place to be for a man of action like Robert Jordan. There's a civil war going on, and Jordan, who has joined up on the side that appeals most to idealists of that era, has been given a high-risk assignment up in the mountains. I like the side that lines up most with idealists of the era. Uh, Gary Cooper is... Ingrid Bergman. Uh, yeah, this doesn't sound too bad. It's just uh, not a thing I watch. 170 minutes, though. That sounds too much, dude. Atrocious. Fuck off. It's almost three hours, Gary Cooper. Dude. Oh, no. Is that someone? Oh, who is that bell for me? Bobby, oh. get in here, Bobby. Who is that bell for? I'm Gary Cooper. 
Uh, Sam Wood, of course, keeps in it. That's his, like, fourth year in a row he's made movies with Gary Cooper. Uh, I mean, right? You just keep going. He's like we, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Brad Pitt. We talk or about uh, with, uh, the other fella. Who's the other fella? Le- Leonardo. Uh, da Vinci? D'Artagnan. Oh, oh D'Artagnan, you get over here. Uh, Sam Wood. Congratulations to you. Ingrid Bergman uh, gets nominated for Best Actress for For Whom the Bell Tolls, not for Casablanca. That seems silly. I mean, we haven't seen the other movies, so maybe she's better in it. She's very good in Casablanca. No, I've seen Casablanca, though. Uh, 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 why would I have uh, to see uh, a 170-minute For Whom the Bell Tolls? Hey, I don't know why you have to see anything. Stop giving me your fucking attitude. Katina Paxanow wins Best Supporting Actress as her role as Pilar. Pilar. Katina Paxanow. Okay. Next movie, Heaven Can Wait, directed by Ernst. Oh, Warren Beatty in the 70s. Spoiled playboy Henry Van Cleve dies and arrives at the entrance to hell, a final destination he is sure he deserves after living a life of prolificacy, whatever the fuck that means. The devil, however, isn't so sure Henry meets hell's standards. And then he tells his life story of being a philanderer and a shitty husband and a bad friend and an awful son. And then at the end of the movie, he gets to go to heaven. It, oh, that's fun for him. Uh, this, is on, uh, this is on. This is on. After a life of prolificacy. Uh, Gene Tierney, Donna Michi, Charles Coburn. Uh, this is on uh, Criterion, right? They just did a Ernst Lubitsch collection. Yeah. I watched this one. Didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, the opening five minutes is really fucking cool. And I was like, ooh, this might count as a Halloween movie. Because it's literally a guy going down. Uh, oh, ooh, yeah, going down on that lady. He goes, he what? No, he goes down like an escalator into hell, and he meets the a guy, a character called His Excellency Satan, and he's basically like, "Hey, I'm here. Uh, I'm ready to go to hell. I was a bad guy," and then uh, the movie proves that he was a bad guy, and then Satan's like, "Nope, you were a good guy. You get to go to heaven." Weird. You say that uh, it was Don Amici. Don Amici plays the young uh, version of uh, the uh, main character. It's okay. So it's a fucking Christmas Carol. It's a Scrooge fucking. A little bit. Thing. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Not one of the. Not a it's movie. It's a wonderful that, life uh, type tale. Yeah, it's got a little supernatural element, but they don't really. Uh, they don't really play into it as much as I wish they had. They had. It was like a cool premise, and then it just didn't deliver on it. The Human Comedy, directed by Clarence Brown. Teenager Homer McCauley stays at home in small-town Ithaca to support his family while his older brother Marcus prepares to go to war. Imagine naming your baby Homer. Uh, Homer, uh, played by Mickey Rooney. Oh, God. He he picks up a Best Actor nomination for this. What an insufferable fucking dullard. (laughs) Something about Mickey Rooney just fucking bugs me. Until he becomes an old man, I have no use for Mickey Rooney. Dude, when he becomes an old man, he's fucking Mr. Yamagachi or whatever it is. And yeah, that ain't great. Yama, Mr. Yamamoto. What is his name in that? In What's Breakfast that? At Breakfast Tiffany's? at Tiffany's, right? Yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, Insane. Someday. You know what? I I was reading. Uh, well, actually, I'll say it you, because it, it, we could talk about it uh, during the main film. Never mind. Okay. You keep going. Yes, sir. The human comedy. We didn't see it. Mickey Rooney, Frank Morgan. We like Frank Morgan. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. A uh, bunch of other people. Okay. 
In Which We Serve, directed by David Lean and Noel Coward. The story of the HMS Torin from its construction to its sinking in the Mediterranean during action in World War II. The ship's first and only commanding officer is Captain E.V. Kinross, who trains his men not only to be loyal to him and the country, but most importantly, to themselves. Uh, Noel Coward starring in this film, which is, uh, I did He's not realize. He's a playwright, right? Is he that is, what? yeah. I did not realize he was uh, an actor. Um, I think this was his only, or his, it, it was his directorial debut. It might have been his only movie that he did, isn't it? Uh, Am I that, wrong? Uh, Am I yeah, sounding no, like a big old idiot? Nope. Uh, he directed um, that, and he directed a television adaptation of Blythe Spirit, which we will talk about in a couple weeks, I think. I think the original of that gets nominated. Uh, yeah, so there's only uh, only um, film he directed. Look at you, Billy. Yeah. I watched, a- uh, like, 30 minutes of this, like the first half hour or so, um, and I just never got back to it. But it, it was, it, like, kept cutting back to... It was like a flashback movie. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the important note on this one is that this is the first time that uh, David Lean shows up. And we're about to see that man a lot. Might as well jump. Go ahead, jump. David Lean, the director of Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, I thought you meant David Lean Roth, lead singer of nope. Van Halen. No, that's not what I meant. Bridge on the River Kwai, Dr. Zhivago, Passage to India. Tobacco Road. David Lean. How we'll see you soon, buddy. I bet you get nominated for some of those movies win uh, awards. And we shall also see you, David Lee Roth, in prison, you criminal. Yeah, probably. Allegedly. He's hiding out in Cabo Wabo. It's that jean outfit that he wears now. You should go to jail for it. I don't even want to. I'm not even going to look that up. I hate David Lee Roth. I'm going to send you a picture. Madame Curie, directed by Mervyn Leroy. Oh, this is the lady that invented some type of medicine, I believe. Yeah, poor physics student Marie is studying at the Sorbonne in 1890s Paris. One of the few women studying in her field, Marie encounters skepticism concerning her abilities, but is eventually offered a research placement in Pierre Curie's lab. The scientists soon fall in love and embark on a shared quest to extract from a particular type of rock a new chemical element they have named radium. However, their research puts them on the brink of professional failure. That sounds sexy as fuck, Damn. dude. Hey, this stars... Two star-crossed lovers trying to milk a rock? Mm, Rear Garson and fuck dick's shit of the century, Walter no, Pidgeon. No, is it another fucking Wally Pidge? Wally Pidge getting in. The, and he gets another Jeez fucking Louis. Best Actor nomination. Hi, dude. Is it, it's because of the war, right? The war is still guess, going on. Dude. Greer it's got to be. Jimmy Stewart's... Fighting Nazis. Greer Garson, of course, our beloved Mrs. Miniver from uh, last week. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, she's up. She got nominated again. She does not win. Walter Pigeon. I can't. I want to fucking pummel his face. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. God, he sucks. I want to fight a corpse. The tagline of this is Mr. and Mrs. Miniver together again. One of them oh, doing an the accent. The other one is not. Fuck off. This is the Madame Curry movie? Madame Curie, yep. But And the tagline is Mr. and Mrs. Menova? Yeah, yeah cause, oh, that's such a fucking hit that they were like, ooh, you're going to want to see them again. But they're not. Not playing those characters, no. That's so dumb. The More, The Merrier, directed by George Stevens. 
I don't even need to know. I agree. Okay. Unless it's during COVID, in which case, no. It's World War II, of course, and there is a severe housing shortage everywhere, especially in Washington, D.C., where Connie Milligan rents an apartment. Believing it to be her patriotic duty, she offers a sublet half of her apartment, fully expecting a suitable female tenant. What she gets instead is mischievous middle-aged Benjamin Dingle. Dingle talks her into subletting to him and then promptly sublets half of his uh, half to a young, irreverent Joe Carter. Benny Dingle, you can't do that. No, dude. This sounds fucking like dog shit. This is this is 1940s screwball comedy. It Bologna. sounds like some like it hot or something. Gene Arthur, Joel McRae, Charles Coburn. No, thank you. I'm sure it's wonderful. I Bye. do like Joel McRae. I do, too. I got no problem with Joel. The Oxbow Incident, directed by William Wellman. Gil Carter and Art Croft ride into a small Nevada town plagued by cattle thieves. Initially suspected of being the Russellers themselves, Carter and Croft eventually join a posse out to get the criminals, who also may be involved in a recent shooting. Pussy posse. 75 fucking minutes. High five, baby. Henry Fonda, Harry Morgan. Uh, yeah. Uh, this thing uh, is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, William Wellman, uh, of course. Henry Fonda is great, dude. He's, he's quickly such a, uh, becoming my favorite. He's such a fucking just. He's always. Yeah, I feel like I would always be disappointing him, and I would be fucking terrified <laughs> to be on his. Well, it's bad funny because we did. So we did on Golden Pond, and I mean that was. I think I had seen Grapes of Wrath like years ago. Yeah. But I mean, on Golden Pawns was like the one movie that I really knew him from. I mean, and now other... we've done like ten of his films or something. Wow, the thing is, is for me, it was and on that Golden Pawns one, and then the last one that I saw, the only other one that I can remember seeing is uh, Twelve Angry Men, where he's not really like the fucking badass that he is in Oxbow and Grapes of Wrath. He's yeah. like a little softer. He's a little older. Uh, but when he was young, dude, he was a fucking. He was ready to fucking whip ass all the time. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is the and return. Seventy-five minutes, dude. You can't beat it. The return of William Wellman, the director of Wings. Oh right. Yep. Willie Well. Will Well. Man. Uh, I liked the Oxbow incident. It was on yeah, Criterion. It was now it's on uh, Stars. Should you be yeah. so inclined? You know, first of the month, it just. Wake up, wake all, up, all wake up. All your streaming up. services just want movies. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The Song of Bernadette, directed by Henry King. In 1858 France, Bernadette, an adolescent peasant girl, has a vision of a beautiful lady in the city dump. She never claims it to be anything other than this, but the townspeople all assume it to be the Virgin Mary. The pompous government officials think she's nuts and do their best to suppress the girl and her followers, and the church wants nothing to do with the whole matter. You did get to watch, watch this one. It's up on YouTube. I did. Pretty yeah. good transfer, pretty you said? Good. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good transfer. Now, uh, 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 speak to the quality of the film, my friend. It was good. It was too fucking long. It's yeah. like two hours, 40 minutes. But uh, Jennifer uh, it's Jones. young Vincent Price. It's oh, weird yeah? seeing Vincent Price in something where he's not playing an outright Just a fucking villain. I mean, he's playing a, but he's not like, somewhat it's not a of a villain, movie, like really? a government official. Yeah. No, it's not. She, uh, it's, I remember this 
story from my very brief uh, Catholic church uh, schooling. So is it is it is it like a fucking hard drama or is it a sat like it seems like it could go any direction based on this? Uh, it's a it's a drama. It's yeah. just all about her. Uh, this girl Bernadette following her sisters one day to collect wood for a fire, and like they go off. She's like young and younger and has asthma, and she gets real sick. And they're all, you know, like you wait here, you can't come, you'll get sick. And she winds up seeing the Virgin Mary, or that's what they say it was. Mm-hmm. She sees an apparition in a in this grotto. And the sisters come back, and they think she's, like, dead. She's on her knees, like, praying. But they think she had an asthma attack and died. And she's sitting there for a while, and then she finally notices them. And then she keeps coming back, and, like, people start following, and they're flocking there. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds... And then, uh, it doesn't sound it like tells her to worse. dig a spring to, to, to bathe in the waters of the spring. Mm-hmm. And there's no spring there, and she starts digging in the ground and rubbing mud on her face. Oh. And they're all like, this bitch crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch this one. And then they take her away, and like five minutes later, water starts bubbling up. Oh, maybe it's it's in. It's pretty good. It's just fucking long, dude. Yeah. And why would you watch it now that we've already talked about it? Well, What's the point? I, I, you know, Move I, on with your life. we got the damn spreadsheet, and I'm obsessed. Boo England and whatnot. I'm trying to watch these goddamn spooky movies. The Song of Bernadette. Watch on the Rhine, directed by Hermann Shumlin. On the eve of World War II, the German Kurt Mueller, his American-born wife Sarah, and their three children, having lived in Europe for years, visit Sarah's wealthy mother near Washington, D.C. Kurt secretly works for the anti-Nazi resistance. A visiting Romanian count, becoming aware of this, seeks to blackmail him. Uh, Betty Davis and a bunch of dead white guys. Uh, Oh! You know I love Betty Davis. She gets... Uh, bu- I know you love a bunch of dead white guys. I love so many dead white guys. My grandparents, my grandfathers, uh, a couple of uncles. Got a lot of people, dead white guys, that I uh, I uh, have affection for. Uh, you in about a half hour. Watch on the Rhine. Didn't get to see this, uh, but I do love Betty Davis. Ah, my name's Betty Davis. No, no, don't even, don't even fucking start. Don't even. Fucking go there, Bill. I stopped. I apologized and I stopped, Sean. I can't but the go winner, back. Bill, and the winner of the 16th Academy, and who else could it have been? It shouldn't have been anybody else. Here is looking at you, kid. It's Casablanca. Hey, Blanca? here is also looking at you, kid. Here is looking at you. Uh, directed by Michael Curtiz, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, Paul Henry. Claude Rains, Peter, Peter Lorre, the great Peter Lorre, Sydney Greenstreet, Sydney Greenstreet back from uh, Maltese Falcon, Maltese Falcon, Claude uh, Conrad uh, Veet, uh, plays Strasser. He was he's in other movies, I bet. Um, and then uh, the last uh, Dooley Wilson as Sam. He should be higher up in the credits. That's rude. He really should. Uh, I mean, his song is the the most you remembered must part of the movie. Remember me. 
kisses <laughs> just a... Oh, you must remember this. But you also must remember me. You're doing comedy, right? The you, you must really knew remember this. <laughs> You're intentionally misremembering the song that said to remember, right? I get it. I get it. You say one thing and then you shift. Miss Ilsa, I can't remember Who's any Who's unhappy? We're unhappy. Too unhappy. Knock on Wood is a better song, and he should have got more credit for it. Uh, uh, Casablanca is, of course, it's a cliche at this point. It's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and it holds up fucking like gangbusters, man. This it thing, really does. It's excellent. It's been referenced to death. It's got And we're going to reference it even data. We're going to. Pick the body up, and we're gonna poke it. We're gonna so kiss many, it. so many fucking classic lines of dialogue, like maybe more than any other movie. Here's looking. Yeah, at definitely. You, kid. Yeah, something about a hill of beans. Play it again, Sam, which is not actually in the movie. Looks like the start of a beautiful friendship. Dude, let's let's just get the play it again, Sam thing out of the way. So many businesses. There was a comedy club in Boston called Play It oh, Again, yeah, Sam's. Right? So many things have been called. What was that, against was that in Faneuil Hall? Um, I have no idea. I don't know. That was like eighties, right? Yeah, I know. I know where. Uh, I think it might have been across the street from the Blue Man Group Theater, from the Charles Playhouse. To be honest with you. Um, I love honesty in this relationship, Sean. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, dude. There was a there was a Casablanca themed restaurant in Randolph, Massachusetts. That uh, kind of sucked. Rick's. Are you Rick's talking a- about Lombardos? No, I'm talking about Rick's American Cafe next to the Outback Steakhouse and the uh, Curtain Factory Outlet, right near the movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Rick's American Cafe. Uh, not the place to put a themed restaurant, in my opinion, downtown Randolph, Massachusetts. But yeah, it's next to the movie theater. That's the place. It's to put next a to the movie theater. You go and you're going to see Transformers: Age of Extinction. Afterwards, you want a rainforest cafe in there. <laughs> Dude, I wish. Oh, I wish. Nothing, nothing better than eating a, a restaurant, overpriced, shitty food. <laughs> oh, and there's a robotic elephant spitting water. Cool. <laughs> awesome. What Sign could go wrong? Sign me up. Oh, jungle. No. Oh, no ambient music. You're just gonna just play, just a. Uh, just oh no! The animatronics have come to life. They're oh, crushing no. me. My family, my friends, and my <laughs> children. You don't sound too upset about it the way you. Oh, oh no! Uh, I you know. Are you guys all right? Uh, you can uh, you listener on your own. You can do the uh, the research into the production and all that stuff. I didn't even the Wikipedia page too long. Sometimes they're nice and short, and I can kind of summarize them for you guys. But Into the production of Casablanca, you've done no research? Not really, no. I just watched the movie. We're really just half-assing this? I just, I, I mean, oh. People uh, come to us no, for they production don't. numbers. Not they want to know who is the key grip. They want to go. Who's the best boy? They want to go, Mrs. Miniver, what the fuck is that about? And then we tell them all about it. But Casablanca, if you haven't seen Casablanca, you're not, you shouldn't be allowed to watch movies. Who who ran craft services for this movie? People ask. Uh, yeah, you know I, that's information I don't think we've ever provided. We should. In December, that could be a podcast. Oh, who 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 made this? Uh, this who thing- provided lunch for this? 
Uh, Casablanca, it's a tight 102 minutes. Uh, William Wyler was the original director. He couldn't do it because he had enlisted uh, to make propaganda films. Yeah, I got a tight 102-minute set ready to go. Goes, yeah, we only need five to seven. Yeah, five to seven, not 102 <laughs> minutes, idiot. My guy, you did 102 Sorry. minutes last night. You were supposed to do 12 minutes. Sorry, dude, I didn't see the light. Yeah, once I get going, it's hard for me to stop. <laughs> what's the What's the most time you've ever run? Uh, that I've ever gone <laughs> gone long? Yeah. I think we've had either intention. I mean, that you like, I don't know, either didn't see the light or just didn't fucking realize because uh, <laughs> it, if it's 102 minutes, that's too long. I think the most I've ever done. I've done over an hour. I've done like an hour and five minutes before, I think. It's yeah. not ideal. Nobody wants that. you were supposed to, and you were supposed to do 20, 20, 25. No, I think it was one of those shows where I think it's like, a, I, you know, at a college, sometimes you just have to go up and do an hour to the minute. And if you yeah. don't make it to the hour, then they get mad and they don't pay you. Uh, like accidentally going over, probably five minutes. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I've never really fucked up that bad in that department. Uh, intentionally going over, probably five minutes. That's just to teach a lesson. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take your light, shove it up your phone. Shove it up your phone. Take your phone, shove it up your ass. I. Casablanca, man, we kick this thing off. We jump right into it. Fucking m -m -m murder on the Orient Express. Probably not that train in particular, but two guys get murdered on a train. It happens, dude. Public transportation, you can't trust it. You can't control it. People are going to get hit by trains. Uh, people are going to kidnap old ladies and put them in magician's trunks The subway is going to flood during a, during a rain. I can't. Yeah. It is amazing, dude. How, like... The Northeast got fucked out of that, dude. Yeah, but we got fucking, we, we got skipped over, dude. Dude, we got skipped by that fucking hurry, hurricane hurry. We ducked too, dude. And, and then, then we ducked Ida. Ida. I don't understand how that happened, but yeah, dude, we're, we're probably going to get murdered this winter. Destroyed. Uh, or it's just going to be, you know, 75 till January. Uh, and you'd be like, oh, I put that. my shorts away. Oh no! What am I gonna? I've do? already closed the pool. Uh, so uh, two uh, two Germans are murdered on a plane, and they have uh, they had on them the papers. Ooh, the magical, mystical papers that will let anybody go transport paper anywhere. can't be rescinded from it's, Charles de Gaulle himself. Yep, it's uh, you know, it's your fucking one way ticket. The fuck out of. Uh, German-occupied France or wherever. Morocco. Morocco. Uh, Free French-occupied Morocco, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, there's... Uh, this is the first movie that I can... Or the this is honestly the best movie until maybe Indiana Jones that does the fucking map with, like, the fucking dotted line. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Fucking they... rules. Um, I can't even begin to figure out how they would have done that back then. They must have just animated it or something. But uh, they these Probably papers. had to call Walt Disney. Hey, Walt, it's uh, Humphrey. These papers end up in the hands of uh, uh, oh damn, how did they say his name? Peter Lorre's character. Ugarte. Ugarte. Mister Ugarte. Uh, it's me, Peter Lorre. Dude, he he is the creepiest, best fucking dude. He man. rules, man. Every time he shows up, did in you something... have a 
Did you ever watch M? No, I have to. He's yeah, the main. Real, he's the main yeah, guy. Yeah, he's that, right? the the child murderer. He's a dude that was like. A, he's fucking awesome, dude. He's, he's a so constant good. reference in uh, Looney Tunes cartoons when I was a yeah. kid. And I was just like, who's this fucking weirdo? And then I saw him and I was like, ooh, boy. Yeah, he really, you really guys fucking nailed this guy. Uh, and that- so I was reading uh, in his uh, trivia about him. He did that M. And then uh, I guess he got hooked on uh, morphine. And like took time off. And then he started. He did a series of. Japanese secret agent films called Thank You. Um, He played Mr. Moto. Hell yeah. Which probably got to be troublesome. Yeah. After they, uh, it says that uh, he was wearing makeup to alter his already very round eyes for the part. And then he did fucking eight more Mr. Moto movies. Damn, he's like the proto Charlie Chan. Guy's the fucking first guy to come in and be like, I'm not Japanese, I'm not Asian, but I'll be your lead detective. Well, I mean, Paul Muni did it in uh, yeah, that's that Good Earth. Good Earth. Yeah, dude. And Yellow then face, the, the other Yellow, Chan guy. I mean, Sean Connery does it in uh, You Only Live Twice as James Bond. He just fucking, he puts on yellow face and he puts on a kimono and he pretends to be Japanese and it fucking sucks. It sucks. Don't do that. Sorry about, sorry about that. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll have the sushi. Oh, I'd like to apologize for that. I'm so great. One of, one of God, honest, you know, look, honest truth. Hey, we're, we're buddies here. We only tell it. That was horrendous. That was the worst impression. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do was, Sean Connery, dude. That was absolutely. That wasn't I even, cannot do it. That wasn't even Daryl Hammond on Celebrity Jeopardy, Sean See, Connery. See, the thing is, I feel, I feel safe with you, so I tried it. Yeah, but you took I a don't, risk. Yeah. You took a risk. Yeah. You took a risk. Sometimes you swing for the fences, and sometimes you strike out. Uh, so Ugarte, uh, Peter Laurie, he's got these papers, he's, and he brings them to Rick's Cafe, Rick's American Cafe. Rick is a guy. He was a gun runner. Uh, he ran guns to Ethiopia during some war. He was on the Republican side. Coolest this, dude in town is who he is. Yeah, it's Humphrey Bogart. He's always in a white jacket, fucking chain smoking. Uh, he runs. He's got a, a club where they... They do illegal You're gambling. waiting for the Nazis to come, so, I mean, chain smoking seems to fit. Yeah. Uh, I'd be nervous. I'd be like, are they here yet? He got chased Have out of... Have you guys seen them he, yet? He fled Paris when Paris fell to the uh, the German occupation, uh, and he settled in Casablanca. It's him and uh, his piano player, Sam, and uh, this is the night. This is the hot spot. It's this or the other one, the, the, the Blue Parrot. This is the other club. That, uh, yeah, that, Sydney uh, Green Street. Yeah, Ferrari. Ferrari owns. Um, and so Peter Lorre uh, asks Rick a favor, and he goes, will you hold these papers? And Well, I like he shows up, and he's in the back, the gambling room. Yeah. And the fucking the, uh, banker tries to get in there. And Rick's like, your money's no good. Your money's good at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Lorre comes walking in. Hello, Rick. Hey, hey hello, Rick. Hello. Goodbye. Oh, Rick. Yeah. I have many friends, but you don't like me. That's why I want to give you these, Rick. There's a lot of there's a lot of like really subtle that like that banker like getting denied at the door. That's like a funny moment. Claude Rains is like hilarious. He's got so many funny things on this movie. Um, but Peter Laurie gives him, and then Peter Laurie is like instantly arrested. Uh, and he tries to flee. Oh no, yeah, no, he. 
Uh, yeah, he's he, arrested. He runs, and then he they they show up. He gives Rick the the documents. Yeah. Well, because that's because they're rounding up the usual suspects. Yeah. Got Claude Rains is like round up the usual suspects. And, and uh, is this when they take them? And they're like, oh, can I just cash in my chips? Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, yeah. And then he shoots at them. Yeah, he tries to flee, but they get him, and then uh, it's bound to happen. You can't outrun the Nazis all the time. Uh, Such little legs. He's a small guy. They have uh, and Louis uh, Renault, Captain Louis, uh, played by Claude Rains. They arrest him. He dies in custody, uh, and he reveal, uh, but he doesn't tell anybody that Rick has the letters. But everybody just they figure it out because that's just how that shit works. Which personally, I would have kept him alive. I so kept Peter Laurie throughout the film. Ugarte uh, was coming to Rick's. He was going to make a sale, but then uh, things got hot. Biggest sale of his life. Yeah, he was going clean after this. He was gonna get. He was gonna cash out, pay Rick a little bit, and then he was gonna fucking split to America. Uh, but there's a big player coming, but he doesn't tell Rick who it is, and so Rick's just got these fucking papers, and everything's going fucking bananas. And in comes uh, Ilsa and Victor Laszlo. Victor Laszlo is the fucking Czech freedom fighter. He escaped from the concentration camps. He's, like, wanted by the Germans. Number one fucking uh, guy that they're after. And he shows up with his, his his best gal, Ilsa, who also happens to be Rick's old flame. Oh, we got a love triangle, Billy. We love that. We got a damn love triangle. Who the thunk is? I wish I had Victor Laszlo's girl. Uh... So she comes in. She doesn't know it's Rick, Rick, the dude that she used to fuck, until she sees Sam at the piano. And then, oh, Sam, please, will you play as time goes by? And he's like, hell no, bitch. Nah, dude. No, man. I don't remember it. Yeah, dude. Boss boss says, nope, we don't play that song here. And so she finally, like, breaks him down, and he goes, all right. And she sings. She goes, da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, oh, yeah. And you must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. And then Rick comes Keep in. going. Man, who's playing that song? That note. Who's playing the song? No. I, I told, told you, you never, never to play, play that <gasps> damn song. Uh-oh. I just fucking choked myself gasping. Is it because you got emotional thinking about Rick seeing Elsa? For the first time after losing her? No, I think it's just 38 years of fucking wear and tear. I just, I breathed in too hard and almost died. <laughs> I can't breathe that hard anymore. You must remember this. And then he sees her. Oh, oh, all the, all the, all the gin joints in all the world. She's got to come into mine. Uh, so she introduces uh, Victor Laszlo, who's like famed like oh oh no victor laszlo's here oh i didn't realize it was you victor laszlo uh but casablanca's neutral territory for now so there's the french soldiers and the vichy government and the nazis they're all in town but none of them are in control right is that what's all going just on hanging out they're all just like hey i'm a nazi you're a vichy he's a something and then uh major Strass- it's in morocco so it's yeah it's a lot of uh, factions, I'd call them. Yeah, and they're all everybody's trying to get on the plane to Portugal because Portugal is the uh, way to get out of Europe. 
because they're still neutral. They're not aligned with the uh, Axis or the Allies. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must, be, must nice. be nice. Just stay neutral. Stay neutral, baby. Switzerland. Trying times. Don't don't bother picking a side, stupid. Uh, so uh, this Nazi general, Major Strasser, he comes in, and he's trying to find Victor Laszlo, and he's he's trying to find grounds to arrest him. Um, and they can't they can't do it. Laszlo's trying to find the papers out. And uh, he finds out from uh, Big Fat Ferrari, uh, played by Sidney Greenstreet, um, who keeps trying to buy Rick's cafe, and Rick won't sell. Um, he tells uh, him that he thinks Rick has the letters. So then they start playing a whole fucking, hey, sell me the letters. And Rick's like, nah, oh, I'm not sell selling them to, to me, you. Jerk. Sell, sell me your wife. Give me a wife, you bitch. Um because he's, you know, I'm, nah, I'm not helping anybody. I'm, uh, I play Rick's game, whatever. Fucking Take bullshit. my wife, please. Take my wife, please. Uh, then we get my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie. I love this scene so much. Is when they come out of the back where the gambling is going on, and then uh, the Nazis are all singing their stupid ass Nazi song. Oh yeah. And then uh, Laszlo goes over and he goes, uh, play uh, don 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 don. That's the official name. Uh, and then the band's like, they look to Rick and he's like, man, I don't give a fuck. And then they all start singing, Viva la France, 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 France. And everybody's singing and the fucking, the lady with the guitar is fucking wailing, France, 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 France. And the Nazis yeah, are like, good. Uh, uh, that scene, uh, I d- will be so mad when he hears that you won't let us sing our song. Uh, and then, uh, Strasser gets so pissed that he orders Claude Rains, who's just like a fucking little spineless little bitch, but I love him so much. He's like, you gotta close, shut down the club. And he's like, well, I have no grounds. They're like, make something up. And then he goes, this place must close. I am shocked to find gambling going on. And then a guy comes up and goes, here are your winnings. Oh, thank you. It's so fucking <laughs> funny. Good ass comedy. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. It's um, a lot of laughing you got I out of that. to laugh. I love to laugh. That's a thing, right? Mary Poppins. People do it. I'm looking up. I had notes that I thought... Oh, there's another. You'll just go through and edit out this quiet time. There's another. Uh, there's another scene. Uh, this, this also made me laugh. Is when Sam is playing when time goes by and Rick comes in and yells at him, and then he sees Ilsa. He just like in the they got Humphrey Bogart looking at Ingrid Bergman, and then Sam in the background. He just takes his piano stool, throws it on top of the piano, and runs out of there like a cartoon, which made me laugh. I love comedy. I love to laugh. Anyway, I don't know why I had to go back for that. Oh, because... Uh, just because of your love of laughter, I'm assuming. I just love to laugh. I love laughter. Um, okay. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, the club gets shut down because it was gambling. Uh, Ilsa comes back that night, um, and she threatens to kill him with a gun. Um, there's You're a f- crazy for this one, Ilsa. You're crazy. There's a there's a there's a couple of flashbacks 
Uh, well, she comes back trying to get the papers, right? She wants the yes, yeah. Once she finds out that she he has knows because the they they were supposed to be the ones that were getting the papers from Agate. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And so now they're trying to track down who has the papers. Um, she had already come back. So the night that that she they meet up, um. She comes back that night. He's just sitting there just fucking pounding shots and making Sam play him songs over and over again. What a bitch. She shows up late at night. and uh, we, Rick, go home. We get, that, we get the flashback of the two of them in love in Paris, and they're waiting for the train, and she never shows. And uh, You know, you really see that this guy's a real fucking bitch. Uh, get over it, dude. Uh, find another girl. Yo, she gone. She gone. She gone. She left you a note, so she can't ever see each other. Well, yeah, fucking, hey, respect all ladies, you know? Le- Lloyd Legacy shot, respect the ladies. That's oh, my that motto. That was a nice shout-out you just gave to Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd, we miss you, and, we, and uh, what, wherever you are, baby, keep doing whatever it is you do. Respecting ladies, mostly. Uh, so then she comes back. Hi, Lloyd. And she confesses that uh, she loves Rick. Uh, but she does. I think deep down inside, this lady got a for the man. But the problem is, is that her husband got sent to a concentration camp where everybody was. Um, yeah, Sean. The problem is, she dang got married. She got married before. She was married when they. She had a kid. She did. Doesn't she say she had a kid? Uh, I don't remember that part. I believe she said she had a kid. Maybe she did. But she, so, but she uh, she was married to uh, Victor Laszlo. He gets arrested, sent to a concentration camp, which is essentially a death sentence. Uh, she flees to France, meets Rick. They have a fling, and then he escapes, and she finds out that he's alive and in hiding, and she just leaves Rick to go be with her fucking husband. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, maybe you could tell Rick, be like, oh, hey, sorry. Why? By the way, uh, you oh, were by not the way, my me... first. Well, come on. I'm he's used that. goods. He's got an. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Come on. I'm just kidding. A beautiful lady. And uh, she's got body autonomy. She can fuck she whoever really, she wants. She really was a beautiful lady. And talented. And talented. Ang- Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid right? Bergman. Ingmar. Related to Ingmar? No. Is that they, I don't think so. Are they not related? Is that not like a son daughter type deal? No. Is Ingmar Bergman. He's a director. Yeah. That's uh, not her father or grandfather. I don't think so. All right. Uh, she makes uh, three uh, three Hitchcock movies uh, coming up. Some of them, I think, are actually nominated. Spellbound, Notorious, and Under Capricorn, which I've not seen either of any of those, or any three of those. Spellbound. Notorious. I think I saw Spellbound. Uh, that's with Gregory Peck, and then she makes one with Carrie The Capricorn, Grant. is that? That's with Joseph Cotton. Oh, no shit. Yeah, we'll probably That's not the one with the uncle, right? When he plays the uncle? Uh, that's Shadow no. of a Doubt, I think. That was Shadow of a Doubt, yeah. This year with uh, Teresa. God damn it. Teresa Wright and Joseph Cotton. Uh, that was a good film. I got to see it. I haven't seen that one. You know I love these Al Hitch. Yeah, Licks. I do. I do, Sean. Uh, Rick. You got to check out that Alfred Hitchcock Presents on Peacock. I don't have to do shit. You have to. It's like. Twilight Zone, but with with Al instead of uh, Rod Serling. You must remember to watch Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Hello. This week, we have a story about murder. 
Unfortunately, I will not be back until the end of the episode to clear things up. Is that how he does? Good day. Ugh. Yeah, he comes on in the beginning, and then at the end he comes on and he, he wraps up the episode. Like a damn Rod Serling. He says, well, evidently you shouldn't be a bitch. I, I um, would. What came first, Twilight Zone or Alfred Hitchcock Presents? Alfred Hitchcock Presents started in 55. So I don't know what was. I always think a uh, Twilight yeah, Zone probably, probably is a uh, '60s, but I'm probably wrong. I think you might be. I think it might be both. I think it's yeah. I think it's probably around the same time. Let me look it up. Silent, I'll be the Twilight I'll be, Zone is a lot more science fiction than Alfred Hitchcock presents. Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yeah, Twilight Zone started in '59, so yeah. so it's the same kind of thing. But they were like, let's do science fiction, or yeah, and then Alfred Hitchcock is just murder shit. Pretty much, yeah. Nice, dude. I'm down with that. Good stuff. Uh, anyway, Rick uh, Rick eventually... Uh, and there's like 260 episodes, too. Fucking went off for like seven or eight years. I mean, we got 260 episodes. I'm not impressed. I don't think that's true. No. What? Not being impressed? Oh, you I are definitely impressed? am not impressed. That part was definitely true. <laughs> uh, Rick... About 125 episodes, guys. Most no of them biggie. are pretty good. Rick... Uh, most of them are... Certified. All right. Certified fresh. Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter on Two Boys in a Balcony is fucking mm, top Insane. notch. Insane. <laughs> uh, Rick eventually uh, agrees to. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna give the papers to Ilsa and Victor. Victor can do a lot to help the war effort. Um. And so, uh, the, he's gonna give them the things to help them escape uh, out of Casablanca. So much. So much war effort. Um, the they arrest everything ends with the war bonds. Uh, they arrest Laszlo. Laszlo gets arrested, and then uh, Rick persuades Claude Rains to release him, so that they can set him up for a much more serious crime. They figure they think, let's get Laszlo. We'll give him the damn uh, letters. Then you guys can just fucking shoot him on sight, and then. Uh, Claude Rains is like, uh, okay, weird. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take his fucking girl and we're gonna go to America and just bone down. And then Louis's like, yeah, man. Claude Rains is like, hell yeah, dude, I love that plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Humphrey Bogart's like, yeah, we're gonna dick for days. And Claude Rains is like, oh man, I love watching people fuck. So then when they do that, Rick pulls a gun on Claude Rains and is like, nah, dog. No, 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 no. Not here, brother. No, 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 no. Um, and then Ilsa's like, oh, you're not coming with me? And he's like, meh, nah, you'll regret it. Uh, no, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. You skip the pot. You skip one big pot. What's that? When uh, that couple comes and he fixes the gambling to give him enough money to escape. Oh, he's yeah. Like, put, it, put it on 22. And then he's like, leave it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now get out of here. Never come back. Yeah, I think there was also kind of one of those things where it's like Claude Rains is mad at him for doing that because that was like, oh, I was going to give uh, her the papers a for a blowjob. Yeah, because uh, they said when he he's rounding up the usual suspects, the the liberals uh, and, of course, the pretty young girls for uh, co the commandant. Yep, uh, which is fucking, that's uh, straight up creep behavior. Um. But yeah, it so, still happens today. Yeah, as they go to they have the famous uh, airplane hangar scene. Uh, where 
does maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. Uh, three problems of problems of three people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. And it's like, well, all right, dude. Some of them might be serious problems, you know. And how big I'm is like, this? Dude, you, how big is do this you hill? Practice this speech. How big is this hill of beans? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, uh, Rick. I just, I the plane is leaving. I just wanted to say just goodbye. I mean, that's fine. I what? I already told Hill you. I am with my husband. Not. Uh, I mean, he's Czechoslovakian. That's not going to translate. He's not going to understand the hill of beans. Wait, why are the beans in a hill? Put them in a, why? In a can. Why you not put on in bowl? There's a food shortage. You should not be making hills out of beans. Those could f serve people. Give them food. Oh, and I also got to tell you that I pretended to love her, but she loves you, but she doesn't love me. Ah, uh, yeah, see, Elsa? Rick, I know you lied. I'm going to masturbate to you for the rest of my life. <laughs> Just you as you are right this moment. I'm not even going to pretend that you age, even a second. Every time I watch Humphrey Bogart, I just think of Phil Hartman's impression of him. I don't know if I've ever seen a Phil Hartman Humphrey Bogart. Oh, get the hell out. Every time I watch Humphrey Bogart, I think, oh, man, if that dude headbutted me, I would die. Oh, he seems like an angry fella. He's got a fucking dome on him. Big head. Great actor. Uh, unbelievable in this movie. I can't believe he didn't win Best Actor. Doesn't make any sense. It seems insane. Paul Lucas for Watch on the Rhine. Just take a hike, buddy. Take a hike. Humphrey Bogart eventually wins for, uh, I think, the African Queen with Katie Hepburn. I think that's a thing that that's a great real. flick have you seen that not that's on my list to watch someday that's another john houston it's at like 53 or something right yeah that does not get a best picture nomination but it gets Insane. actor actress director and screenplay yeah it's really good and, uh, bogart wins for that that's his one oscar um uh but he's he, uh, the guy he's got talent this kid's going places uh, so, uh, just as the plane shows up, uh, Strasser, the German Nazi, sh shows up because uh, Claude Rains tipped him off on the phone call. Uh, and then Rick just is like, ah, uh, fuck it, and shoots the Nazi dead. Um, and then as the police arrive, Claude Rains, instead of going arresting Rick, tells him to order a round up the usual suspects. And then uh, the two of them walk off into the fog and... Uh, Claude Rains suggests they join the Free French in, in uh, Brazzaville. And then Rick says, uh, Loy. Yeah, Loy tells him that uh, well, you still owe me 10000 He's like, well, that'll that's just enough to cover our expenses. Right. Our expenses? Loy, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, which I think means that they're about to go uh, save the world. I love when the plane takes off, but it's pointing down as it goes up. Oh, I mean, wait, I'm no expert in aviation. Come on, dude. The plane points up when it takes the off. The plane it points, points down up. when it comes down. I mean, it's just basic uh, physiognomics. Uh, I mean, dude, it's... I mean, I don't really have much else to say. That's the end of the movie. This movie... I think fucking... you said everything perfectly, Sean. This shit rules. It's a great movie. It's just a... Yeah, it's very... It, it, this is probably the... I think, like, the fifth time I've seen it. Um, very rewatchable. It's a good movie. It holds up. Um, and it fucking zips along and nothing's wasted. Um, it wins Best Picture, Best Director, Michael Curtiz. <sighs> oh, good for him. I bet his family still talks about it um, to this day. It wins Best Screenplay. 
Uh, it loses Best Actor. It loses Best Supporting Actor. Claude Rains gets that nomination. He does not win. Uh, who does win? Charles Coburn for The More, The Merrier, which... Ah, uh, no. Take it back. Yeah, no thanks. And no thank you very much. Take it back. Uh, it loses Best Cinematography, Black and White, which what could possibly have been more beautiful than this damn picture? Uh, it's very beautiful. The Song of Bernadette. Great, the Song of Bernadette soundtrack. beats the uh, Casablanca for cinematography. But there's also... That Knock on Wood song is great. 12 nominees. Um, yeah, Knock on Wood. Uh, they don't do a best song, uh, Oscar, but I don't know that any of these songs were... I mean, I would think that as time goes by, I would win it. Uh, it's not even nominated. It must not be an original song was for it the not movie. A, it was, music was a category. No, I'm looking at the best that. original song goes to You Never Know from Hello, Frisco, Hello. It must be. Hello. Uh, oh, hello! Uh, as time goes by, must not have been written for the movie, so it probably doesn't qualify or some shit. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. It's very sad. Hi, Buster. Hi, Buster. Um. Yeah, man. Casablanca. Check it out. It's my check it out. It's uh, HBO Max. It's my new number one on my uh, ongoing list of. Uh, Best Picture winners. Uh, it's ahead of Rebecca and Mrs. Miniver in my book. I yeah, can't think of a. I'd, I'd agree I with that. I think it's just it's fucking perfect. It's very good. It's perfect picture. Uh, and that's it, man. We talked enough. That's that's it. Fucking, I'm sick of talking. We've been going long. We're at an hour fifteen. Fucking is stupid. We don't have to force it. Sometimes you just a conversation has to Next end. Next week, you can't just keep. Next week, we're watching, of course, the 1944 American musical comedy drama film directed by Lewis Leo McCary, starring Bing Crosby and Barry Fitzgerald going my way. Love Barry Fitzgerald. He plays a priest. Are you cool with priests? You cool to get into? We're going to get in there and just fucking tear apart the Catholic Church, probably. Just see what makes them fuckers tick, you know? I mean, obviously, we're not going to get into all of the books, the old, the oldest of testaments, you know. I prefer uh, to listen to my religion on YouTube for the most part. That way you can pause it, get out of there. Sometimes they put nice little uh, animations. You guys like animations? Like cartoon animations, you know, like cartoons that are animated that they put with the... Uh, like, they'll put a soundtrack over the back of it. They'll have music. Or somebody will talk about something. Something or other, some other thing, maybe. Maybe they'll give instructions on how to cook something. Or they'll tell you how to paint a bedroom. Tell you how to change a tire. Or maybe just ha tell you, uh, you know, how to fall asleep at night. You gotta. What you got to do is you got to turn off all your screens, they say. You got to turn off your screens. And then you try to you try to get a routine. You go to bed at a certain time at night. You try to make sure you go to bed at that time. You don't look at your screens anymore. Try to do something relaxing, like read a book. If you read a book for a half hour before bed, it's going to be a lot easier to fall asleep. 
and then you'll feel well rested in the morning, and then you'll be able to continue to listen to over 125 episodes of Two Boys in a Balcony, any way you get your podcasts. Okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.